You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, September 3rd. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fridays on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or more recently, Just Baseball. But maybe uh, if pop culture is a little bit down your lane. You also can find my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, A Blight, Disgusting, Film Crit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions you might have. Thinking of doing a mailbag soon. Thinking of doing a mailbag, so please reach out on there. Today's episode, guys, I recorded just last night with the Locked On Astros folks, Brett Chancey and Eric Heisman. It was a lot of fun, really fun crossover, and I'm going to cut right into that. They did, We basically did it all on their end, and you know the YouTube version will be up too if you're listening to this. You can check that out as well. It was very, very fun. Uh, only other thing I wanted to say before we... Uh, Getting into the thing is also uh, in the podcast description, check out my latest article on Just Baseball where I kind of made fun of how one of my longest held beliefs that the Yankees away uniforms are a disgrace to mankind. Yes, a very weird article for you, but hopefully it makes you laugh for this weekend. But that's all from me, guys. Without further ado, let's get to it. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right. We have a special guest. You can call him Javi. You can call him, call him Javier. You could call him a weird guy who lo- likes the Padres for some reason. Javi, where can you find you at? You can find me at Javapeno, which if you guys are watching the video, you can see it. Down below. It's so cool. Look at the whole setup. This is great. Uh, and also, you could find me um, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter for the show account, where there's all sorts of great memes on there, too. Just ask anybody. Some of the best, some of the best, the best memes. All right. Before the show, we were talking about Spotify Greenroom, how it's the best place to talk with Javi, to talk with me and H Town Wheelhouse. And it's changing the way we talk about sports. So uh, check us out. Uh, Brett and I are going to do it probably either on Friday or Saturday. Uh, before the game, after game, we kind of decide uh, depending on what the news is going on right now. So uh, it's Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. And speaking about changing the way we talk sports, uh, I'm sure you've been changing the way you talk, been talking about sports with uh, the way the Padres have been playing. What's <laughs> up, dude? Uh, last time we talked, the Padres were at the top of the world. I mean, you had the three Kings and the uh, the NL West, and now what's up? <laughs> three Kings of the NL West. <laughs> look, man, it's it's a good point. Look, it's it's basically nearly everything with the Padres right now, right? And you just had just yesterday. Uh, or two days ago now when people are listening to this and watching this, um, that the U Darvish just came back from, it's a second start off the IL, and then he just gets absolutely toasted, two and a two, two and two-thirds innings only. Uh, man, it's it's basically a lot of stuff both caught up to them, and then a, guy, a lot of guys just, 
I know it sounds a little bit like a little bit of a casual, but like the like guys are just underperforming. It's as simple as that. Um, with the exception of kind of your core players that everybody knows about, right? Jake Cronenworth's been good. You know, Tatis obviously has been good, although injured ever since the July 30th trade deadline. He only just came back recently and he's playing the outfield now, which is weird. I'm still adjusting to that. And then you have, you know, that's kind of Trent Grisham's been fine. And then Will Myers, for some reason, has actually been since July 3rd, if one of their best batters, at least. Not the best defender in the world, but he's like kind of their only good batter. His WRC plus is like 130, which is for Will Myers standards. And it's so wild to consider that. It's guys like Tommy Pham and Adam Frazier, man. I mean, those guys, I mean, I've made fun of them on Twitter a couple times. I don't mean it personally, but like Adam Frazier, go look up his splits. I don't even, I actually don't even want to look at it again because I've looked at it every episode to update people and be like, this is how bad he's been for the Padres as opposed to the Pirates. I know that he was potentially a regression candidate, but it's like he took it. I've been making this joke for a while, but it's like he took it personally that the Padres traded for him. He's like, excuse me? No, 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 no. How dare you believe in me? I'm going to be awful now to the point where I'm losing at bats to Hassan Kim and Jerickson Profar. No offense to those guys, but in theory, as a bat, Adam Frazier should be playing like every single day, and that just hasn't happened. Now, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a relief pitcher that came in and his first, I guess, major league at bat came from AAA, came from the Paso Chihuahuas. I saw him pitch, like, I think the week before um, in Sugarland. And then he's up in San Diego. And what does he do? He hits a grand slam. And I was <laughs> like, that was, Marina. yes. And I was, but you know, what's funny was um, when I was, I was in the press box when he hit that home run and all the guys were like, yo, that's, that's Daniel. And like all the Padres, like um, I've, I've gotten to know some of their, um, you know, some of the Padres player development guys. And I'm always asking them about their players. Hey, what about this guy? How's this guy working out? And it's really interesting to talk to him. They were just so stoked. They were like, he is one of the coolest guys. Like he is, he's one of the neatest guys in the clubhouse. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. So they have like Camarino or like Slamarino or something. Slamarino. So, yeah, there you go. Don Arcello <laughs> called it first. And I will say that's been one positive is the, the Padres broadcast crew with Don Arcello, Mark Grant. Uh, they've been killing it and they've still, they're trying. You can tell that every single time they get like a, and here come the Padres. Like he's like trying to get everybody back into it. But uh, for the most part, it's been, I mean, the Daniel Camarena, Slam Arena, whatever you want to call it moment was kind of one of the last really exciting moments of the Padres season where they were on a roll. You hit that off of Max Scherzer, who's now in the Dodgers. It was just, the vibes were good. Yes, they were a little bit inconsistent. You wish that they'd beaten the Rockies a couple more times, but heading to the all-star break, you're like, it's all good. We're fine. We have, you know, multiple all-stars, more than most teams in all of baseball. And then, you know, except, you know, you guys were up there as well, the, the Houston team that's uh, killing it as well that I'm mortified of facing this weekend, to be honest with you. Um, Houston team? But things were going well. The, yeah, we are we are the Houston baseball team. The team yeah, that the will Houston not be baseball team. The Houston baseball team. I do that sometimes. I don't know why. I just call teams more by their where they're from. I'm like, you know, in Houston or in Cincinnati. I don't know why I do that. It's very because everyone else just uses the, you know, the name of the team. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it's been it's been kind of a downhill spiral. It's been really tough to watch. It's kind of unlikely that they make the playoffs at this point. The Padres, I mean, uh, it would take a lot. It would take a lot of guys stepping up. Right. The only thing I would say that's been really exciting in terms of the Padres development. Yes, I know there's been some like Manny Machado is someone that people will bring up, right? He's been very good defensively, but as a bat. Had a pretty rough August. But then again, 
he could have an incredible September and he's already been good for most of the year. So that would not surprise me uh, if he had a really great um, end of the year. And the other thing is Blake Snell. Uh, I know you might be thinking, well, he's been the biggest bust this year, but all of a sudden, and it's not just, oh, he's in a good stretch. He's literally changed his mechanics, more fastballs, more sliders, and has kind of ditched the changeup. Not even kind of, just ditched his changeup entirely. And his curveball, he only throws like, you know, seven or eight times a game. So he's genuinely changed things, and which kind of broke baseball Twitter when it happened. Larry Rothschild, their pitching coach, was fired. And Blake Snell has been, I mean, he had a great game against the Dodgers where he went seven and two thirds. He went 122 pitches. He took a yeah. no hitter the other day to the seventh inning. Like, it's not, I don't think this is just a mirage. I don't think he can totally be, you know, it's mostly been a disaster this season. But at the end of the year, it's at least showing that this guy isn't just a complete, complete bust, but might be a guy that definitely has potential for, at least for next season at the minimum. Hey, uh, we've I've got some good news for you, Brett. Uh, the Padres are one of the teams the Astros are going to face with a winning record that the Astros have a better ERA than. Uh, the Astros oh. have a 3.66 ERA. And the Padres have a 3.77 ERA. I believe if I'm, I'll have to do a lot of recall, but I believe last time we, we talked, it was a lot different. Yeah. It was kind of (laughs) pitching versus offense last time. It was very much like the Padres were, you know, you had your usual suspects. It was Manny or not even, I don't even think Manny had started heating up yet. It was Tatis and Cronenworth and probably Trent Grisham around that time. And a couple other guys, but otherwise the offense was not squaring with runners on base and all that. And their pitching was just completely lights out. I mean, Darvish, Musgrove. Oh, yeah. Not, not necessarily Blake Snell, but then every other guy. Ryan Weathers, I'm pretty sure, back before he became the worst pitcher in baseball, was really good against the, the Astros. And then that series was also like, I hold it deep in my heart. Don't worry. I'm not going down no Houston trashing um, situation. <laughs> but just because I was in uh, D.C. with my friends. And like we were at the Nationals game and it was like the first time I hung out with my friends ever since the world ended. And that was just really fun. It was like, you know, four days or whatever it was during was that Memorial Day weekend, I think. Um, And it was a lot of fun. And then we're at the Nationals game and I have the game on my phone. They're losing. And then you have the Tatis home run. So it was like. It was just fun to share that moment with my friends while being out at the same time and all that so stuff. We're, so I'm we're bringing like up that look back at that. game. Look, I got to do what I got to do, man. We're bringing up that game. Come on. <laughs> it's okay. the last time where's I was this, Where's this exit? Where's this exit? All right. Hey, but I, you know what? Go the I, other way I was going to give you a belt bar, but I don't know if I want to give you a belt bar anymore. <laughs> you, you might as well just go and tell us about that belt bar, Javier. You know what? I will do just that. You know, just like that lovely Tatis, you know, game time Stop. home run. <laughs> You know what else is lovely, guys? Built Bars, obviously. They're the best protein bars in all the lands. And not just like here, not just in Houston, not just San Diego, but all the land. And why? They're soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. And what I love them love about them the most is that so many different flavors. They've got new ones popping up every now and then. They've got new puff things. They've got uh, cherry. They've got coconut, strawberry, strawberry cheesecake. They've got grasshopper cookie, all different flavors, and they all taste very good. Trust me. Ask Brett or um, or Eric. I always am spamming the chat, just begging <laughs> for more built Bars, basically. Uh, but on top of that, like I said, they are protein bars, which means they are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. 
I don't know about you guys, but like I, I think enough said, right? So what are you guys waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I have my sweet revenge. The Padres' <laughs> chances of making the world, uh, the playoffs this year is <laughs> 26.1% according to Fangraphs. Not great. <laughs> not, not great. It's not zero. It's not zero, but it's, um, and, and by the way, it's fair. So some people might be saying, well, we got a month left. They're only a game and a half. Well, if you're followers of ESPN and just to flex a little bit, I had been talking about this for a while, which is that the Padres coming out of the all-star break, you played Miami, you played Colorado, you played Arizona. Everyone says, well, what's the, what's the big deal? But then they lost all those games. And basically with the exception of that light schedule there, they have the second hardest schedule or like one of the hardest schedules in all of baseball for the end of it. Right. And then the Reds have one of the easiest schedules for the rest of the way. The Padres are playing the Astros who are one of, at minimum, the five best teams in all of baseball. They cannot stop hitting Jordan. Oh, wait, what did you say? Mr. Uh, I, I, I didn't say anything. Five worst teams in baseball is what I said. No, um, you know, Jordan is just an absolute barrels machine. I mean, he is so, so, so good. Uh, like, I love watching that guy, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, he's a genuine, just professional baseball hitter in every sense. He takes pitches. He's kind of adjusted to the fact that I think breaking balls were killing him at one point, but don't matter anymore because it just doesn't matter. Even if he's still struggling against certain pitches, he's still going off. Um, and then you have guys like Bregman who just came back. Michael Brantley, who I don't understand why more teams weren't pursuing him, re-signs with the Astros. And then Altuve, I know this is going to shock some people, but hold on for a second. Uh, yeah, some 2020 stats were a little fluky. Uh, Jose Altuve is probably arguably like exhibit a like agent zero whatever it's called when it comes to that because he's been the best second baseman basically in all of baseball from the last time I checked so Altuve's back you got Correa my favorite Astro because he's Puerto Rican and it's just terrifying and with you know Jake Arrieta starting Friday's game uh, I think he's a bit of a jerk too and on top of that he is one of the worst starters in baseball the Padres seem to be very hell-bent I'm having a lot of starters who are really, really bad with Ryan Weathers and, uh, in fairness, Ryan Weathers' rookie wall, I guess you could say. But then Jake oh, Arrieta, it's like, man, if that so, if the Padres signing Jake Arrieta doesn't encapsulate their pitching problems entirely, like that's a good microcosm for it. I don't know what does. So one of the things right here, you know, Mr. Crone is one of our regulars because I'm scared to face Arietta and Paddock because we tend to do bad things with guys with high ERAs. And that's what's <laughs> been interesting about this team, Javi is we will take a pitcher that is a rookie that has a high ERA and he will come out and he will come out of there looking like Cy Young or Randy Johnson. Mm -hmm. And we've had, we had this interesting, like, okay, against bad teams, we played bad. Well, against the Mariners, I don't know if you noticed, we had two games. We actually had 19 innings where we haven't scored a single run. We haven't scored a run since the first game, the eighth inning um, against the Mariners. So this team feeds off itself. What I don't like is it feeds off itself negatively as well at the plate. Um, but you are right. It is one of the most potent lineups. And when our hitters are in there doing it, I, I love that Rikidi's back on the mound. Um, I, I think his presence is going to be huge. Chaz mm -hmm. McCormick is going to be back as well. Uh, so um, the, there's a lot of people talking about, well, after Jake Myers, he's kind of the rookie sensation for the Astros who has been uh, kind of uh, ever since Chaz McCormick has uh, gotten hurt. And then uh, Miles Straw got traded to the Indians. He's kind of taken over for center field, but he had his first kind of 
bad night. So there's um, with Chaz McCormick, he may be starting in center field on Friday night. Uh, but let's go and take a second and talk about the matchups. In uh, Friday's game, it's going to be Jose Arquiti uh, versus Jake Arietta. Her kitty is coming back from a very long layover. I believe he's been out since uh, for what a, a month or so. so. He's been out since June. I, th- I thought it was yeah, like two months, June, late yeah. June. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while, maybe. Uh, so uh, this is going to be a very big matchup. I noticed last start in the minor leagues, he pitched five innings, had uh, five or six strikeouts. So he's looked pretty good. Uh, so we'll see what he has to offer. And uh, Jake Arietta is five and twelve with the seven thirteen ERA. 77 strikeouts. Uh, uh, or Kitty is six and three with a 3.38 ERA. Uh, so in for Saturday's game, it's gonna be Framer Valdez with a nine and four record with a 2.91 ERA with 99 strikeouts versus old friend, uh, friend of the show, uh, Joe Musgrove. I hated losing that guy, but we got Garrett Fre- freaking Cole for him. Nine and eight with a pickup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with 169 strikeouts. So that kid turned out to be a pretty good pitcher. Mm-hmm. And su- Sunday's game is going to be the Cha 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 kid, uh, Luis Garcia, with a 10 and six, re- six record with 3.23 RA versus uh, Chris Paddock, who's uh, I don't know what's happened to him. He used to be a good pitcher, uh, but he's seven and six with a 4.98 ERA. So which one of these, uh, Javier, is your game that you're the most worried about? The most worried about, it's 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 the Jake Arrieta one. And believe it or not, the Chris Paddock, now I might just be saying this as someone who's been, the Padres have had a lot of bullpen games uh, over the course of the last month. So it's just awesome to have a starter back because one of them, like I said, Ryan Weathers has been a disaster. And then you get Darvish back, Snell is on fire. And then Denelson Lamette just came back off the IL. I don't think he's going to start just yet. They're probably going to try and ease him back in. But with Chris Paddock, it's very much like a, it's just a, a mystery box. You know, like when you, you know, if you ever play call of duty, the zombies game and you just, you spend your points and then you just see what weapon you get or whatever. If you guys know that or in Mario party, you hit the dice block. You just don't know what you're going to yeah, get. I um, got that. Yeah. <laughs> see, I was trying, I was going through, all right, well, 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 let me keep going. Let me keep going. You're what, like, what you're like, you're like get? Frogger on the Atari 2600. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> no, that's hey, me. Frogger, that's Frogger a me rules, reference. Man. Yeah. Hey, I love Frogger, man. I, I played that game on the Atari too. I remember that as a kid. Um, Including the inferior version of Pac-Man on Atari, famously by the way. Good gosh, how did they? How do you mess up Pac-Man? But anyway, um, I thought that Chris Paddock. He's. It's just a little bit frustrating with him. It hasn't been as frustrating as some other guys because, in fairness, he is a four or five starter right now. He's a back end of the rotation guy. You just need him to be kind of average. But with you know Darvish, it's like his decline has been just maddening to watch. Snell has been maddening to watch, except for the last month where he. Here's a stat for you. He had the highest strikeout percentage among all starting pitchers in baseball in August, which is wild, by the way. Not Corbin Burns, not, you know, Max Scherzer, not your boy Grinky and uh, his Ephus pitch or whatever. But, like, it's uh, it, that's the exciting thing for the Padres. But with Paddock, it's like one thing that's been good about him is he's changed up his picks mi- pitch mix a little bit this year. He throws his curveball a little bit more, which is nice. The problem, though, is that his changeup isn't quite as wipeout as it was that rookie year, which is what I imagine, Eric, you were mentioning, where he used to be great. His changeup was like one of the best changeups in in all of baseball. It was incredible. There's a reason why he was a rookie of the year kind of uh, contender. Uh, But now, and then the second year was that hitters were just waiting on the fastball changeup was still good, but they just waited on the fastball because it was way too straight. No vertical movement, no horizontal movement, whatever. 
And then now the problem is that, all right, he started adding a third pitch, but now his base, his uh, fastball and changeup are a little, a little average. You know what I mean? So he's not, there's talent there, but I don't know exactly what his ceiling is anymore. And people would have told you it was, you know, up to the, another planet, you know, after his rookie year. But right now he's very hit or miss. I could see, like you guys said, where it's a high ERA guy. He goes in there and shuts down the Astros, or I could see a three inning, like six run type of performance. It's very hit or right. miss with him. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, he kind of reminds us of early season, um, Jake Odorizzi where, uh, he, he just wasn't performing, mm. performing well, but recently we can bet on Odorizzi just cause he's been playing a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about bet online. Hi, Brett. Okay. Yes, it is. It is that time of year when all eyes are turning to football. Well, in Houston, maybe not, but it's time for the gridiron to start football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one sport for the all for all the pro and college football action this season. And I don't know if you've heard, U of H is about to make a jump to the Big Twelve. Things are changing, so football is in season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand. An NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website and use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Whatever you deposit, they give you 100% of that on top of your deposit. Be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the GOAT Super Bowl champion Buccaneers Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowgirls. I mean the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, baseball, boxing, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Hey guys, you don't want to miss a single pitch this weekend when Astros crush Javi's dreams and uh, just sweep. So wow, you, you need, for. <laughs> you need DirecTV. So Brett, how can they get DirecTV? So does this sound familiar? The Padres take on the Astros. No, I'm joking. Um, you've got one device and that's the catch. And you, you, you want to get all the games live, but like all your favorite shows are in different places. So you, you have a mobile device here. You've got a computer there. You've got your best friends, girlfriends, cousins, roommates, brothers, uncles, password, because he's got all the good stuff. Well, no longer do you have to do that. Get your TV together. All right. It's called direct TV stream and it brings you live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. Even if you like The Bachelorette, you can watch that. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. That's right. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. All right, so um, I know, um, Javi, you know that uh, Marwin Gonzalez used to play for the Astros. He was on the 2017 um, roster that won the World Series. Um, he was actually signed to a minor league deal. Uh, with, uh, this uh, He was released by the Red Sox, so the Astros picked him up. And uh, the actual the t players on team, your boy Carlos Correa, was one of the guys who actually pushed for him to return back home. 
but he actually was uh, played his first game with the Sugarland Skeeters. That's the AAA f- affiliate for with the Astros. Um, so uh, he played his first game today. Uh, it didn't go as so well, but he was really glad to be back home. And uh, and this is what he had to say. He said, uh, "I'm gonna be back with the team really soon." It's unbelievable, not just for me, but for my family. My wife is really happy. This is where everything started for me. Um, so do you see somebody who struggled really all season with the Red Sox? The Red Sox cut him. Uh, do you see a guy like this catching on with a team that's as stacked as the Astros? I mean, maybe. I, heck, I don't know. It could happen. I mean, I think that just in general, there's just been a lot of I don't think it I actually some this is going to sound so like brown nosing, but like I actually don't think enough people have talked about just how kind of well organized and how well coached and how well played the Astros have been this year. I mean, keep in mind that this is a team heading into the year, not only with all the offseason stuff, but more importantly, is that they basically a lot of people are like, you just have Zach Greinke. And I thought there was a little bit of potential sleeper um, stuff on that team. But like a lot of people were like, they don't have starting pitching. And now it's like, I mean, are are we sure? Because it, and also it might not even matter with the way that they're swinging the bats. Right. So like, that's the, they've just played so well. And it, like I said before about Altuve, that it showed that 2020 was such a, a a fluke in terms of certain guys underperforming and whatnot. Bregman had a little bit of an off year, I think too. He's been hurt this year, but he's still very good and terrifies me as well. But I don't know. I could see him succeeding. And let me tell you, uh, Mr. Corona in the, the chat mentioned what pitcher does Rothschild affect the most. Unlike the Astros, when it comes to developing guys, that's one of the big things with the Padres right now. Not just out, like their pitching coach at the major league level, but throughout their whole system where it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to say that I'm happy they dismissed Larry Rothschild because just as a fan of sports, I always find it incredibly rare that a firing this late into a season, I don't care what sport it is, that like, I can't name one that that really turned everything around, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's usually if you do it at the very beginning, maybe, maybe like you do it at the, like Atlanta Hawks NBA last year, where like they fired their coach after like a week and a half or two weeks, and then they be you know everyone knows who Trey Young is now, basically, right? So there are some rare exceptions, but this late into the season, I mean, I hope it works, but I guess the the person who it affected the most might have been, uh, um, what's his name, Blake Snell. Apparently, he's thrilled. I mean, the guy nearly threw a no-hitter the other day, and he shut down the Dodgers. Like, it, it's just very, I don't know. I It's hard for me to blame him entirely, though, because my thing is, bottom line, guys got to pitch, right? You have to pitch well, and I don't care who the pitching coach is. You can't be telling me that he's that bad, that you have a 5.5 ERA. If that's true, then maybe we need to look into this, because also, the Yankees fans, I remembered, um, when the Padres, you know, brought in Larry Rothschild, they were like, oh, thank you. You know, please, thank you wow. very much. We'll send you a fruit right. basket too. Like, they were very, like, well, you don't understand, like, this guy has been a mess with us. And look at the Yankees now. They're even getting production out of guys like, you know, Jamison Tyone, who's coming off of, like, multiple Tommy John surgeries and all that, right? So uh, when it comes to the Padres, it's hard to trust, like, their development system. It's it's a little bit hit or miss. It's a little kind of, there's going to be a lot of offseason questions. But in terms of the Astros, I would say, I feel like that team's got a, a spirit to them. I think they're rallying around each other right now, and they're kind of putting everything behind them, at least in, from my perspective. So I would love to see the kid do well. Hopefully not against my team, but uh, you know, just in general, I'm always rooting for the, the young guys. Yeah, so Marwin Gonzalez, I think coming back, um, mm-hmm. he he has a potential of 
actually contributing if he gets on this team. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it has to do with the familiarity. So it has to be, hey, he gets to sleep in his own bed. He doesn't he's not out of town anymore. Like he still has a home here. That's why, you know, you mentioned the comment of, of his wife being happy. And so he he really loves this team and the team loves Marma Gonzalez. And so outside of yeah, he had the outlaw year of twenty seventeen and everybody knows all those details. Carlos said, I think we can fix him. And when you've got your former teammates literally recruiting you to come back, even though we went 0 for 3 tonight um, in Sugarland, it doesn't matter. It's it's all about when the time comes, is he eligible to be added? And if he is, can he provide a spark? Can he come in? Because he is a Houston legend. I mean, that game two of the World Series, I mean, against Kenley Jansen in the ninth inning, hitting that home run. I mean, we'll never forget that moment. That was that was a Marwan Gonzalez. I mean, Marwan Gonzalez broke up the no-hitter against you, Darvish. He's, he's hit a grand slam in the game. I mean, he's had some key moments. And he's got a good glove. And like Eric mentioned last time, his, his defense. And he is, I think, a better option defensively than some of the other guys. Robel Garcia play, you know, um, Eric's favorite player, um, but it's just one of those things where, where I just, I just think, I just remember think, the salt packet. Remember, hey, I gave up the hey, salt packet. <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you can't give it up. You can't just give it up. It is, it, it is a four year office for you, Eric. Um, but anyways, um, Marwin Gonzalez, will he contribute? I don't know if he gets in a game. You better believe he's going to be motivated like he's never been before. Yeah, so I know Dusty Baker uh, likes the veteran guys, but in center field, we talked about this earlier, um, but we have uh, Chaz McCormick coming back, and we have the battle between Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick now. But Jake Myers is a rookie. Uh, He's uh, never been a top prospect, Javier. Uh, Since he's come up, he has – well, since uh, he's been – he's 10 for 32 with two doubles uh, during McCormick's eight games absence. So he's a better defender in center field, but McCormick has been uh, since his time up. He's been he has a 113 OPS plus and 248 uh, plate appearances, which is 13 points above the league average. So you've got two guys who basically can both be the starting center fielder for uh, the team. Basically, uh, Myers has really stepped up really well while Chas McCormick's been out. Who do you think that Dusty Baker would go with? The the young kid who's been really hot or the kid who's been kind of proving it all year? Or do you think we will see a platoon? Me? I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything. The only thing I, unfortunately, the only thing that I know about Dusty Baker is when he was managing the Nationals and the fact that he's had all these controversial comments yeah. with Astros where it's like him trying to defend players and they basically brought him in for damage control when it comes to all right. that, that whole situation. Right. But I don't know. I think if I'm the Astros though, I think I might take a chance on a newer guy just because the Padres have been really struggling. At least that's my opinion. Uh, I think that he would be, it there's, it's not that the Padres are like a walkover, but if there's a team that you want to catch, if they by any chance before they get hot, then it might be now because this line is a mess. I just roasted Adam Frazier at the beginning of this. The guy is driving me insane. Um, it's just, I hate it so much. I cannot stress how annoying. I mean, it's like he just hits, it's either a strikeout or a lollipop to the second baseman. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. it. I'm like the second pitch. He is so frustrating to watch. I, I'm going to be curious to see how much he plays this weekend. But I would say you roll with the new kid. 
Um, especially not to mention, you guys might have heard uh, the Padres got no hit recently by a guy making his major league uh, debut. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Carter. Yeah. He well, was so- not total major league debut. It was first starting appearance. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, that was bad. Will will we see any weekend locked on nows from you starring <laughs> the Joker voice if the Astros drive you nuts over this series? Or maybe can we get one Monday? Like, let's just say the Astros come in and totally dominate. Can we at least get you? I think it'd be kind of therapeutic for you because I love your Joker voice. It is outstanding. I showed it to my Thank wife you. and she's like, Wow, that guy sounds just like the Joker. <laughs> don't forget, you can do YouTube shorts as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. You. Look, maybe I should. Maybe I should brand the Joker. I will say the Joker was at first reserved for Blake Snell just because we trade all this stuff for him and for us to get killed by Colorado just drives me insane. <laughs> and then just, you know, getting swept by Arizona get and then losing three out of four and then getting no hit. In fairness, if the Padres would get swept by the Astros, like I said, they're a really great team. So it wouldn't drive me mad. You know what I mean? I think in general, it's possible that the madness is already, maybe it's become me and I don't even realize it. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not as obvious anymore. That might be one of the problems. Maybe I truly am becoming like, why so serious? (laughs) I look in the mirror every night and it just, I flicker for a second. It's like, you know, in like the first Spider-Man movie when he's talking to himself (laughs) uh, in, in the mirror, but it's really literally him. But right. to him, he's actually talking to another person. Maybe that's what's been happening with me. We're like, after the Padres lose the, uh, the game the other day against, who the heck did we just play? Arizona uh, by a lot after the Udarvis start. Maybe I didn't realize when I went to bed, there was an alter ego that I think is someone separate. But it's actually it's actually just me. So maybe it's starting to really take over and become a split personality thing. I don't know. It's kind of scary to think about. Hey, hey. I, I, I meant to bring this up on podcast yesterday. I actually uh, have a suspicion. I know where uh, Justin Verlander is going next year. He just bought a house, a mansion in Miami. Really? A beachfront ha- a mansion in Miami. Tampa? Uh, so, no, Miami. But, but could he play for Tampa? Uh, no. I mean, I, I'm just joking around. I mean, he has the money to buy a house <laughs> wherever the freak he wants to buy a that house. That's true. But, that is true. So, uh, yeah, why, but, I don't know why I took that so Like, I was like, oh, what, what could this mean? Hot stove. <laughs> he was like, Javi's like Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, told Brett earlier. I'm I'm wondering if Javi would actually fall for it. <laughs> so, hey, I would what? fall for anything at this point. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little bit delusional right now, and I'm also, believe it or not, a little bit happier. I did my fantasy football draft the other day, so I'm just kind of oh, cool. like super excited. I know you made fun of Houston, which is, you know, granted that team is uh, going to be bad, oh, and then terrible. the Dallas cow babies, cow girls, cow fakes the the the, the Stephen a thing how about right. the cowboys whatever you want to say uh yeah which should be looking forward to them finding a way to be a disaster but yeah hey I think that, one one positive note on the texan season is the seahawks are coming to houston so mm-hmm. russell wilson is our favorite player in our household my oh, son nice. and i i took him to jerry world a few years ago to see him he said dad can i go He's like, hey, can we go see him again? I said, we will definitely be there, and we will be wearing Seahawks gear. No <laughs> offense to Texans fans. Understandable. Understandable. Okay. All righty. So um, let's go and do our series predictions now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Brett get started. Then we'll go to Javi, and then I'll finish it up. All right. Predictions um, for the Astros versus San Diego. And it is a three-game series. It's not – we don't want to get jipped off with two games. Um <laughs> I think the Astros take two of three. I think they take the I think they take the first one and I think they take the last one. Um I just I don't know. I, I, I think they have a hard time right now beating a team three games in a row. And um I'll give San Diego the Saturday game 
And I say we come in Sunday and finish it off on a winning note so we can come back face Seattle and get some sweet revenge against them. So I say two, three Astros. They get back on track. Oh, Javier? Yeah, I say two, three Astros, but I'm actually going to not do the obvious thing. I'm going to say that they actually win on Sunday and they actually lose on Saturday because the Padres, I don't know what it is, but they – they're good at avoiding the sweep, but only in the last game. I guess that's just oh, one of those things okay. where they're like, all right, let's just kind of get this one game. You know what I mean? We got to get one game in. You know, I, I just really am the only one game that I could, I would, if there's any such thing as comfortably uh, predict, is the Jake Arietta start. There's potential that Chris Paddock is good. And maybe they win two out of three against the Astros. You never know uh, because the Padres definitely need it like a ton. I know the Astros, you know, every team kind of needs it, but the Padres, it's like, I mean, we have the two best teams in baseball ahead of us and we're in a dead lock. We play them 16 out of our last 28 games are against the Dodgers and um, what are they? The Giants, like 16 of those last 28 games. So they really need some wins. Maybe they'll show up. Maybe they won't. But all I know is that Arietta. look, I'm not necessarily a betting man, but go check out that over under and just, just investigate. You might want to like, you know, consider maybe <laughs> just because, uh, He's really, 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 really bad. Uh, so that's that's my full take on that. Okay. The reason I wanted to go last is because I had a feeling y'all would say two out of three, and I'm going to actually go um, go crazy, and I'm going to say it's going to be a sweep. The reason why I by think – By Padres. No, by the Astros. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just looking at who's pitching, and it is Jose Arquiti. I know he's coming off the um, uh, the uh, injury, I, uh, IL, but um, from Valdez and – Luis Garcia. These are the Astros' best um, three starters um, outside of Lance McCullers. I know Lance McCullers is technically race, but just looking at these guys, and uh, no offense to Joe Musgrove, I just think that the Padres are uh, reeling right now. Yes, the Astros' offense is reeling, but I think you're going to see a lot of uh, low-scoring games in this. I think you're see a lot of three-to-two games. The Astros' bullpen is a lot better than you saw it last time, even though we had the Kendall-Graveman game where uh, Abraham Toro came back and crushed our dreams uh but um we don't talk about that anymore just like that freaking extra inning game javier uh so uh but i i just think it's going to be a, a, a good series uh but i'm i hope you do get one uh game uh just just so you don't uh, <laughs> so you don't get all disappointed and uh, it does your percentage doesn't go down um, to like 20 percent or something so uh anyway once again where can they find you and where can they find your show on uh, youtube now uh, they can find me on Twitter at Javapeno. If you're watching the YouTube, is a cool little thing there that says it. Oh, look at all of us. Look at the blue check marks all the way around. Look at us. Uh, so you can find me on there at Javapeno. That's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Give me a follow if you want takes on movies and other stuff, as well as baseball. People really like the baseball tweets that I come up with every now and then. So check me out on there or at LO underscore Padres. Uh, where all my other memes against the Padres stuff analysis, live tweets every now and then. I might do that this weekend, especially. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And you know, I write sometimes too, if you guys care about that. So yeah, feel free to follow. And make sure you subscribe to both Locked On Astros and Locked On Padres on YouTube. Right. Um, so <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so yeah. don't forget about the Locked On Bats podcast. I'm sure that they would agree with me thinking that the Astros are going to take care of business and sweep the Padres. But uh, the, I, I may feel generous in this and just go and go for the. Uh, you never know. You don't never be know. nice, Eric. I now <laughs> don't be nice. I gave it one game not because I was being nice, just because I don't think the Astros are going to win three in a row. Yeah. But I'm not being nice. 
let's just go let's just go finish them and just finish your yes. season finish so. him <laughs> exactly <laughs> honestly that's we're we're in that stumbling phase right now yeah <laughs> so anyway don't forget to uh, uh check out your boy q and uh listen what they say and subscribe to them on youtube and guys that's all we got for this edition of locked on astros and locked on padres podcast make sure you tune in next week on youtube odyssey apple wherever you listen your your <laughs> Your uh helicopter baby. Come on, Padres, come through. <laughs> right, make sure you go and subscribe to YouTube and we'll talk to you next week. Go Stros, uh, go um San Diego team, whatever. Uh lose, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye.